Last time, on Two Chunks and a Hunk. Where's Jordan? Jordan? What's wrong, bad boys? I wonder how you'll get him back. Oh, by the way, I got—I rescued myself, and I and I made it, and I did it all by myself. Mister E didn't know at all, and that's good. I am Jordan. I'm—I am me. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and hey. I'm your hunk this week. Ooh, one hunk this time. Hunk. <laughs> right foot, left hunk. <laughs> I'm Doge, and so you're telling me you made a chunko where the plot is the point? And I'm Carter and Munich. What? <laughs> Guy without his balls. I'm Munich. <laughs> oh. oh, Munich is a city in Germany. Munich. <laughs> Chungchen. You sure? <laughs> My dad was stationed there. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> hey, Jordan. Yeah. Tell us. We've been talking, meaning to ask you about. Um, are you the hunk? Mostly just because of how normal in Jordan I've been. I, I've, I'm so, I'm so me huh. that it's not even funny. And if anybody, I in fact, I am so. You're right. It's actually not funny. <clears throat> I am which so is what we Jordan. Try to make these. <laughs> I am so Jordan that if one were to think that I wasn't the Jordan, it's me. The only proper response is like, "You're crazy, dude." Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I have okay. to reiterate that, but you are. Yeah. Okay. That's all it is. Jordan. That's me, and nobody yep. else. Yeah. The one that seems and true. Only. Totally agree. Yeah. Let's wrap up our Mr. E series. How do we feel about him as a group, by the way, Mr. E? I'm kind of out on Mr. E. I'm like not that interested in Mr. E. I think Mr. E is a fine young to old man. I think he's a a wonderful, he's a role model for me personally. That's a hot take. Huh. I like the way that he is. And I specifically what I like the most about him is how different he is from me. Oh, like if people were to see Mr. E and me in the same room, they'd be like, those are two different people. Two different people. No Mr. Okay. E. <clears throat> Interesting. Okay. Huh. And to wrap up our Mr. E series, we are going to discuss finally the fourth and final film of this series, the first of 2023. And that film is known as The, the Nice, nice guys. guys. And I'm very excited to talk about it. But first, I need a synopsis from my good friend, Dossier. You do? You need one? I brought one. This is perfect. <laughs> well, look what I got here. That's right. I just wanted to see. I just wanted to see. There's yes and, there's no but, and then there's dead silence. <laughs> I'll, listen, I'll yes and myself for the whole podcast. I just wanted to you guys see don't have to say anything. I can go. How well he plays solo. This week's synopsis. Is written by Huggo. And let me just say, it's my Huggo, favorite teddy bear. Huggo, uh, in his never ending war against the unicorns, put his entire <laughs> self into this synopsis. Yeah, come sure on, man. does. Huggo says, 
In early 1977 Los Angeles, those who know him probably consider Holland March, a widower, former police officer, and heavy drinker, the worst private detective they know. He's also not the greatest father. His 13-year-old daughter, Holly March, must often act as the adult in the house. Although he does bilk clients to keep a roof over his and Holly's heads, a rental in the Hollywood Hills, their seemingly never-to-be-realized plan is to rebuild their burnt-down house. A man who literally lives by his fist, Jackson Healy, is a freelance enforcer, largely sticking up for those at risk, although for absolutely no less than the price he specifies. Jackson and Holland's paths cross when they have a mutual person of interest, a young woman named Amelia, who has hired Jackson to protect her against two unknown men who have been following her and, as she is associated, to a missing woman's case on which Holland is working. That case is of porn actress Misty Mountains, whose aunt asked Holland to locate her. The nearsighted woman swears she saw Misty two days after she was known to have been killed in a very high-profile car accident. When Amelia goes missing, too, Jackson and Holland join forces to locate her, knowing she's probably in danger of being killed by those two now-not-so-unknown men, and perhaps by others pulling strings behind the scenes. Jackson and Holland possibly getting caught in the crossfire in the process. Often along for the ride is Holly, who feels she can be insane. Often, I'll, no, this is great. I would have people moved love on to the next thing in my Often life along already. for the ride is Holly who feels wow. she can be of use to them and people opening up to her about information, feeling more comfortable around an innocent kid instead <laughs> of two adult males. That probability that Amelia is in danger becomes more clear Ooh. when almost everyone associated with Misty's last movie ends up dead. And Amelia does have a connection to it. Eventually they learn of the reason Amelia has gone to the hiding, which goes against what most people consider a common logic. <laughs> it's However, not Jackson, Holland, and Holly like, must arrive through the rhetoric to discover <laughs> the truth. Ew. Thanks, Huggo. God. Discuss. Thanks, Huggo. I've never had a synopsis suck the wind out of my sails that hard. I was so ready yep. to jump into this. And then I just grab an oar. Grab an oar I and start rowing because our boat is standing still. I just want to There is hey, who did it? There is Huggo. No, there is no reason officially. I have gone back and I have looked through every iteration of this individual. There is no reason. Or Ryan Gosling to not be one of my favorite actors of all time. I know, man. I had that realization when I was watching this last night. He's a top fiver for me. I don't even know why. But before it started, it's like when you know this charming person and you're like, don't let them do it to you again. Yeah, I know. You're going to look so silly. They're not even a celebrity. You're going to look so silly around them. Don't do this again. You're staring too much. You're saying the same thing they're saying over and over again. I yeah. told myself, promise you this, before I watched this movie I've never seen with Ryan Gosling, I said, I can't have Gosling be my super pump because I'm pretty sure <laughs> no, everything he's in, Ryan freaking Gosling is my super pump. Oops, Ryan Gosling is my super pump. Yeah, he's my super he, pump as well. Hey, he's my super he's pump He's the best. Well. Ryan Gosling is one of the funniest actors. Oh my gosh, he's so funny. Yep. In the world. Legitimately, this character is so different than his character from Crazy Blade Stupid Runner. Love, Crazy Stupid Love, the or Notebook. anything yeah. like I mean, that. He he does La La carry, dude. The range on this man is unbelievable. It's it's really good. Carter, I want to hear more really about good. your first watch of this. Yeah, I'm really yeah, interested because this, this I had seen this before. Jordan seen this before. This is a movie that I would consider to be yeah, like I didn't an all-around good time every time. Yeah. Yeah. Why is this movie hidden? Why don't people talk more about this so movie? So I this movie, I think, kind of got hurt by early reviews. I remember people saying it was just okay. It was just okay. It was just okay. I personally 
disagree and love. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. This movie. I didn't know this was uh this is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, yeah? Yeah, this is Shane this Black. Is, yeah. Okay, Shane so Black. Shane Black, obviously. This makes sense. So Lethal Weapon. I knew there was gonna be some humor. I didn't think this was gonna be like this is a comedy, dude. Funny. It's, it's a comedy. Absolutely it's, a comedy. This works absolutely. This is the rare thing. It works as a parody of 1970s buddy cop yes, movies yep. and as a legitimate 1970s style buddy cop movie. Yep. It works perfectly yes. and, as both a parody and the real thing. Yep. Russell and I agree. This crew, should, these two should have been in more. Why aren't we putting them back on the field? Their chemistry is yes. unreal. Give me some more. Real, Give me some more of these. Dude. The two of them. I, I'm really hit or miss on Russell Crowe most of the time. Usually I yeah. like him. I lean positive on Russell Crowe. Yeah. But he's had enough things that just sort of were meh for me that, mm -hmm. you know, I, like can be, I can be a little wishy-washy on Russ. Yeah, Robin Hood. But my goodness, mm -hmm. he, and mm -hmm. honestly, him and, is it Ang Angori? That's how you pronounce it, right? Angori, Angori Rice. Angori Rice. Yeah. Him and Angori Rice and Ryan Gosling. The chemistry between our three leads in this movie is like, yeah. no wonder she started getting cast in more stuff after this because she is say, She's had a pretty, dude, pretty DC career yeah, after no, she's this. Great. I would love to see him back in like The Nice Guys too. I know. I, I just yeah. think all three of our Jane leads Black hasn't done anything since Predator, nope. right? Let's do anything. another one of these. That's yeah. a slam dunk. That's yep. easy. Get Give your foot back in the, the door. Nice I kept thinking of like yeah. how much of a better iteration of this kind of character Russell Crowe was than what Viggo Mortensen was in Green Book. You know what I'm saying? Like they feel like the same <laughs> uh, guy. Okay. I'm you know with what I'm you. Saying? Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. But it was just like, I don't know. Russell Crowe takes his job seriously in a way that's not, doesn't seem obsessive. Agreed. It's not really Austin Butler. <clears throat> yes. It's just like, you know what? He thought to himself, it feels like this guy needs to carry a little bit more physical weight. I'm going to gain about 12 to 15 pounds. It does. Because I do right? want this guy to look bigger. This is like an actual thing that he decided to do. And that's always kind of an iffy conversation of like, you know, Hemsworth has done it a lot. Christian Bale has done it a lot. This yo-yoing of weight and how bad that sure. is for you and sure. stuff. But mm -hmm. I get it in this sense. But imagine just being able to choose like, yeah, I'll gain 12 pounds. Yeah. Yes. I have he decided. was born to wear Hawaiian shirts, just by the way. Yes. Yeah. I have decided for me, you know, we all love characters. I, I especially love like character profiles and getting to know people. I think any story that can properly use quirk mm. has me gripped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, good call. Yeah. I agree with that. Has me gripped. The fact that Gosling can't smell and he's a detective, but we're very clearly talking about that in the script. Like you, t you tell me you yeah. can't smell. You can't smell. The fact that he is completely wrong about certain words. <laughs> like the fact often. that like, yeah, often. <laughs> he's just, he's, but he's, but he's really good at his job. He yeah. magoos his way into things sometimes. Yes. But he gets to carry, like the wonderful thing too about the vessel that is Ryan Gosling for this role is he does go ahead and just get to be born with a chance to luck into something or happen to be good at something. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know how to. I don't know how else to quantify that. It's just, it's just the most charm I think I've ever seen. You bring up it's him magooing his way through things. That like final chase where he's going to grab the canister mm -hmm. of film. Mm -hmm. He doesn't run like at all. He keeps getting like pushed forward by the universe. Yep. <laughs> he like doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's the same. Like, so not to not to uh, Chris Farley too hard here. <clears throat> 
But that's fine. I could think, do it. We're allowed. I think that their dynamic in chemistry is the two the two scenes that I think of the most from this movie are their very first meeting where uh Jackson breaks Holland's arm. And <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna combine that actually. You know what? I'm gonna combine that with the bathroom scene where Holland is smoking a cigarette, <laughs> reading a newspaper, and pooping all while trying to hold a gun at Jackson and keep the door open. And it's just, I mean, Ryan Gosling has he has physical comedy, like three stooges type, like um slapstick yeah. stuff. He has um like the verbals and nonverbals down. He even anybody less than capable trying to do the whole like Thing when he sees yeah. the dead body, which I mean, here, here we go. It's it's Robert Downey Jr. By the way, the dead body that I he to, finds. I need to release. The, is it really? Yeah, it's Robert Downey Jr. I need to body. release some tension no here because I I want to be able to contribute to talking about some of my favorite scenes. I've recognized something, and we just have to roll with it because I think it'll be yeah. good pod, podcasting. This has never happened on this podcast. When you talked about the final scene of him getting the film canister or whatever. I didn't finish this movie. There's 26 minutes left. I can see it now on the scrubber because there's a kind of end about when they go to the house. Yeah. Right? Oh, and they're going no. back and she's like, I never liked that palm tree. Did you think that was the end? No. There was a part of me that was like, maybe it is. So I paused to go do something else and then never came back, went to bed, woke up, started recording. <laughs> Oh, 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 no. oh, no. Number one of movie podcasts. Go ahead and finish it. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and finish the movie. That's so funny. That's fine. Well, well, you've never seen this movie and we will ruin it for you in the course I know. of this episode. So here's the thing. Let me let me finish my thought before I lose it. Yeah. And then let's discuss moving forward because this is interesting. Yeah. Okay. So my, the other thing I was going to say is their chemistry is on full display, specifically when John Boy is shooting up the house. And yep. Russell Crowe, uh, Jackson asks, which is the end of the movie for, for uh, Carter. Um, and uh, Jackson asks. <laughs> right there at the very end of the movie, only 26 <laughs> minutes left. You know when the credits are rolling, Carter? Jackson asks for his gun and MU, Holland MU just hucks it through the window. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Their chemistry there is so good. Also, I want to point out that Holland has decided to opt to just cut every suit he owns to fit his cast through the armhole, and I think that's wonderful. <laughs> so now we're faced with a real Sophie's Chocho here. Carter, did you think did you think this was some kind of Gili opportunity where no. you would be like they had to watch this movie? No, I wanted we, to watch this movie. Are, this is not we, any kind of setup. I literally just realized. I did not finish this movie. Do we finish without Carter having finished the movie? Or do we pause and let Carter finish 26 minutes of the movie and then hit record again? And this is just the longest day of all time. No, we don't have to do the longest day. Just work okay. with it. I'm going to go watch that as soon as we're done podcasting. Okay. I love but it. Don't, don't stretch it out anymore. Don't make it spoiler free. Okay. Okay. We'll ruin your life. That's my penalty. We'll just ruin your life. That's rule number one. That's what you get. That's what you At get. least you didn't have to watch Geely twice. Yeah, that's true. Sure. That's true. Sure. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. Buddy. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. But I, you know what I think is really interesting and genuinely speaks to the strength of this movie is that you didn't even finish the story and you clearly have a lot of positive feelings about yeah. the movie. And in my opinion, at least, the end is just as strong as the rest of the movie. Yep. Like it never really the loses is- steam for me. 
wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It's really well done. And I was going to say, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it open just for Carter's sake, but it does, it does, I think, set itself up for a sequel. I really do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's it an does. easy yeah, slam. This was only, was this 2017? Yeah. yeah. It's not forever yeah, ago. Six years. No. no, six no years. There's room. There is something yeah. about pre 2020 that feels like decades, but. Yeah. Right. Well, Gosling, I think. was only five, six years ago. Wow. Gosling, I think, has gone up in prestige even since 2017. And Russie may be gone down. Ru- Russell's maybe gone down a hair, but not much. I don't His think he's La done La anything yeah. came actively after, right? bad. Yeah, it was after this. Yeah, La La Land was. And Blade, Blade Runner. Yeah. came after. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know that Russell Crowe has done anything bad since then, as far as I'm aware of. Just, no. I just don't think he's been in the spotlight as much. And then Angory Rice is a little bit older. So I don't know if Mayor she has. Town, yeah. Mary yes, Easttown. daughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. forgot. She's um, been in big stuff. She's in all the Spider-Mans mm-hmm. too. She, um, I don't know if, because part of the charm here is that he's bringing his like 14-year-old daughter with him everywhere he goes. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Which makes it really yep. funny. Um, so I don't know if a 20-year-old daughter has sort of the same charm to the story as bringing the 14-year-old daughter everywhere does. What if she goes off, she goes off, okay, nice guys too. She goes off to college, gets real into like skateboarding, extreme sports. Ryan Gosling has to go back to college to get credits, and then he also tries to be friends with her and her friends. Sounds familiar. Sounds a little yeah. too extreme for me. This sounds like the extremely nice guys. Extremely like a little 22 jump street to me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, th- I think this nice this movie Sorry. this movie interestingly falls into the cat the comedy category pretty firmly, in my opinion. And I don't think it's yes. I don't think yep. it is viewed as that very much, but I would put this in the same funny category as like um, the other guys. This to me, yes, by the way, yes. This works. The mystery in this works in a way that so far in this series, only Knives Out has worked for me. Sure. Yeah. Which is a sense that's like, it is solvable. And on rewatch, you go, oh my gosh, right. of course that's what's happening. Right. Like this is the only one other than Knives Out that I would say works as both a mystery film and a comedy. Like it, yeah. the mystery itself, the mystery component works. Whereas in the game, it was just like, let me show you things that you might don't confuse understand. you. And, yeah. and when River, it was just like, here is the story of a police investigation. Right. Like this is a legit solvable mystery that on rewatch, I can look for clues and be like, oh, I missed that, but it's 100% there. Definitely, yeah. It's got some, uh, you know, maybe it's like Guy Ritchie and Tarantino had a baby, but we think Mel Brooks might also be the father. It's just like, <laughs> it's just a three men and a baby so scenario. Yeah. Yeah. It's just full of distinguishable. I don't know. It's just been a like story writing tactic for a long time to have like something happen. And now here's a distinguishable like physical feature about somebody. Like the fact that there's blue face, um, the fact that yeah. we've cast, you know, the, the living perfect cartoon that is Keith David in this role. Exactly. You know, it's like, dude, how perfect is, is Keith super David memorable for this? In, in some way. The party yeah. is so fun. Mm-hmm. Just yes. going to this party for this character. Anytime that it feels like it's been really thoughtful on what we're going to name the characters is, is another great ingredient for me. We talked about it a yeah. lot in Pacific Rim because there's just ridiculous names that's like only in this world, right? Yeah. But yeah, Misty Mountain as a, Porn star name is it's a great hilarious. name. Hey, it's just hey, full of funny stuff. She's a porn young lady, Carl. Dude, even those jokes. That is such a funny joke. Don't the say morals stuff. that he claims to hold. Yes. yes. 
Don't, don't say Ugh. the fact that he just lets his 14-year-old daughter drive him everywhere, which I know is because he's been <laughs> drinking, but it's still funny. The yeah. image of your private detective rolling up with his 14-year-old daughter driving the car is endlessly It is genuinely such a, like, all, absolutely electric script. It is. It, it is. really so, is. so, so good. Do you think Holly's full name is Holland? Do you think she's like so, a junior butt girl? I kind of think yeah. so. I think that's so fun. <laughs> I, I hope that's the case. Dude, even, even stuff like- It's also thoughtful, though. The Richard Nixon yeah. bit at the end. Oh, Carter didn't get there. The Richard Nixon Sorry. bit at the end is- Is so funny. It shouldn't work. It should be stupid. It absolutely works. But it works. It 100% works. Yeah. Uh, Carter also doesn't know about this, but the, the ankle gun is like the hardest I laughed in this movie this time. Oh, yeah, man. That is so funny. It is really funny. Their chem- and we've said it before, like a couple of minutes ago even, their chemistry is unbelievable. In yes. The way that they're both able, like, I don't know, the way they play off of each other feels really, really special. I'm beginning yeah. to become convinced that Ryan Gosling, not beginning to, I said this a while ago, actually, I think. He's got chemistry with he everybody. He is the true, he is the true chemist. <clears throat> I think so, man. I think, all this time. <laughs> well, and that's why, that's why something like Crazy Stupid Love works, because when you put in Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, and Emma Stone, three people that, all have chemistry with every single yeah. person. It just becomes, it's just special. That is what makes La La Land so good. Right. Is because the script is good. Script is good. And like musically, musically, Justin Hurwitz's work is real great. But like, it's, it's the performances. The them, it's man. the like absolutely electric chemistry between Gosling and Emma Stone. This may be too far out of left field, but there is something about how an actor can handle time by themselves on screen. That's not necessarily the case very yeah. much. Sure. For Ryan Gosling and Nice Guys, but having watched the game and the Nice Guys within 48 hours, maybe even 24 hours, seeing how much time Michael Douglas spends by himself and how much he needs help, whereas Gosling in Drive, yeah. Gosling's by yeah. himself and not even talking. Like the whole movie. Yep. Yeah. And there's something about just that expression. Like there is the non-quantifiable aura of somebody. And Gosling, I know I'm super fangirling. Absolutely. That's okay. Has Let's that. fangirl. He it's not even it. like they have to say anything. If I if Gosling in real life made eye contact with me, I think I giggle. It's game over. I yeah. swoon. I swoon, I swoon for, for sure. sure. Yeah. I'd be swooning right now. I would know text everybody contact. I know. You know, he looked like, at me. Yeah, yeah. There's not a looking through, there's not a looking around. If he's looking at you, it's not it, it, even in the crowd, it's like I can tell when. Because I think that if I ever see Ryan Gosling in person, it's I'm instantly the dean in community. I'm just going to be like, <laughs> look at his shadow. Oh. Hey, yeah. yeah, no, I I don't think, and I know that this is like a super like movie guy take on things. Um, I just I just think that Ryan Gosling is always the right choice. He's going to. Yeah. crush it as Ken and Barbie and I literally yeah, cannot I'm real excited. wait. But I think I'm the more excited. I think about it, the more I think that well, um, him and Margot is going to be electric. It's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. But like Emma Stone, we were talking about, she, she, for me, shares a lot of the same qualities of Ryan Gosling. She can be dramatic. She can be funny. She can be flirty. She can be interesting. She can, like, she plays everything so well that I think she could carry something just like this. It's yeah. So it's not... It's not necessarily Ryan Gosling specific, but it is so specific that only Ryan Gosling and a few others have that thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's an alpha for the people, you know? It's True. like, it feels counterintuitive because I think a difference between maybe him and Emma for me personally is like, I don't know. They both have an inane, like 
realism about them. Like they feel really down to earth. Sure. But they feel like is, somebody you could know in real life. There is the acknowledgement by the receiver and the sender in the interpersonal relationship that is Ryan Gosling and anybody else that if he wanted to, he doesn't have to. Like if he wanted to be sure. like the the alpha, you know, it's yeah. like, thank you. I can't believe we've sent gods to earth. Thank yeah, you dude, so much. It's not a crutch <laughs> is what you're saying. Like he's making I a conscious choice to, to do these things. Jesus. He's like Jesus. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. yeah. That's what God I, is his dad. That's what I thought yep. you were saying. That's yeah. what I figured. Yep. The you were saying is the Holy Spirit. That's what it is. Obviously. Ryan Gosling is a crying God. Super dumb. Super pump. Certainly. Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to super dump. Impossible. If that is okay. As long as we're okay with that. And it is. I'm going to have to look up her name, RQ. I should know oh. off the top of my head. Thank you. I'm done. Uh, my super dump is Kim Basinger. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, she was a little. Quality. No, 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 no. I d- no her freak out scene is not great to me. Everything else she does is great. Uh, her oh. like, her like, it's the man, man, is not great to me. But uh, no. she, she's totally fine the, for the rest of this movie. Kim Basinger, Basinger, whatever. Um, she's just a little wooden to me in this it's role. Like she is reading these lines. She's off in of a different card. movie than everybody else. Everybody else is yeah. having fun and being over the top and silly. Freaking Matt Bomer as John Boy is such Gosh. a weird choice, but such a perfect choice. And he's having. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it looks like he's having fun. Um, yeah. Kim Basinger is when just he's like just walking the, to the car. Yes. I'm sorry. One second. Let me just grab my. And Kim like, Basinger is just here. Crazy. And I don't know. She's yeah. the weakest link. How in much this movie more fun me. would that be if that would have been like a Gina Davis or like a Linda Carter? Sigourney, dude. Or like that was my thought. Sigourney Weaver Sigourney. in this movie. Would hey, Sigourney's be, never the wrong choice. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> man. Sigourney in this movie would be fantastic. Daughter. She can play her own daughter. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Kim Basinger is just far and away the least. Yeah. Um cohesive part of this movie to me. Yeah. yeah. My super dump is how abruptly it ends. It's like, I don't really know what happens to John <laughs> Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? I, Nothing was I resolved. Have, they just are at the it's house. Like it's fine. I love, it's fun. I love when what they're about like, who, who killed Misty Mountain? I still don't know. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, who knows? You never find out, actually. I have a question. It was actually Smaug. Smaug took all the treasure from the Misty Mountain. <laughs> Maybe I missed so. something. Carter, did you get to the car hallucination? I can't yes. remember how far that is. What's with, with the, the bee? Did I miss something? Huh? No idea. Okay. No. I, I was just curious about if there was something no. with the bee that I was forgetting. No. No. Okay. It's, po- it's so. just the bizarre, you know, march mind. I I'm guess. down with that. I just thought maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe he said he was allergic to bees at some point and I missed I mean, it. It could have been. With how much no, callback to funny so. stuff there is, it could have been that, but yeah. I don't think so. I will that super really dump. Oh, Carter, this is going to be hard for you to participate in this discussion of this particular point. I might just inherit I'm, it. I'm going <laughs> to super dump. I think the the kind of, uh, you shouldn't kill him. Like everybody deserves help. Is a little forced in this movie. There's a, that happens uh, once with Blueface. And then once, part. once later there's on. once again yeah. at the end of the movie. And that, that ethos, the kind of like forcibly making Holly be the moral compass of the nice guys feels a little forced to me. I think there's a way to work that in and I certainly don't disagree with the messaging, but like, I think, I don't know. It just didn't feel, felt like the movie paused so it could preach a little bit. You know what I mean? It didn't feel wholly integrated. <laughs> yeah, so for me, it, it the, that moment always feels like, I, I have always thought that she viewed Jackson 
as potentially like a help for her dad, like somebody with it a little more together yeah. and somebody who could help him sort of sit upright a little more. And when she saw that he was capable of even considering going down like a darker path than even her dad was on, I think I've always viewed that as like, she thinks that he is her dad's best chance at getting his life back together because he's a little more yeah. put together. And so that's why I think it really bothered her that, because she even flips out at her dad for taking money when he's not doing a job and being lazy and being the worst detective in the world. Like she has a strong yeah. moral compass from the beginning, but yeah. I understand for sure in those scenes, it does feel a little like, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. Hey, don't do that. Hey, yeah. And I mean, to let you behind the curtain a little bit, pay some attention to this old man. Uh, legally, I have to super dump. Sure. It doesn't bother me a whole ton because honestly, there's not much that I think is actually actively wrong sure. with this movie. Uh, but that was maybe my least favorite. Yeah, this watch. I get that. You know, it's so funny. This and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, are think, I think are Shane Black's most, I almost said most best. His best movies for me, for my taste. His most, his his most, most best movies for me are those two. <laughs> I just, I find... Um, Shane Black's approach to dialogue really yeah. compelling for me. It's fast. It's um, sort of sarcastic and funny. I think of like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, the who taught you math scene when Robert yeah. Downey Jr. is counting like the bullets. Snippy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It, it's on full display here is my point. Everything's so quick. Uh -huh. so funny. Um, it really works. This is, I think this movie is why I was so, like a couple years ago, when we watched Lethal Weapon. Yes. This movie yes. is why I was so disappointed in Lethal Same. Weapon. Because I think I wanted Lethal Weapon to be the That's proto first project, right? Prototype first of Predator the nice first, guys. I believe, but he was acting only in Predator. Yeah. So yeah, first creative. Control, I think so. I guess, more. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, Lethal Weapon to me is where his newer stuff is snappy and sarcastic and fun. Lethal Weapon's like smarmy and sort of like Lethal Weapon feels like the movie that the Nice Guys is parodying. I agree. Which maybe because That's it funny. became so synonymous with like the, you do a buddy cop movie. It's going to be the only way to make a buddy cop movie is to make Lethal Weapon. Yeah. So maybe that's just, you know, the Ouroboros eats its own tail. Sure. But let's go. Uh, let's go to Shannon Anderson. The shout is the announcements. It's the shout is the announcements. Shout announcements. Welcome to shout announcements. The part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. Part of the show where we go to church. No, 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 no. That was that was more inspired by like think like uh you couldn't Worship hear the backing God. music God that I could hear. That was more like um the Full House era intro to a TV mm. show. Sounded sounded like the Hercules ladies, to <laughs> I, be honest. Oh, I'm a, that's, wow, what an honor. <laughs> what an honor. Um, Doge has stepped away from the microphone. Next week, we're going to be watching we my, me, oh. Michael, me, Michael Douglas, uh, in the next movie that they'll be talking about. Oh, it's Ant-Man and to, the Wasp, I hate to break this Quantumania. This is Will Arnett. <laughs> this is not Michael Douglas. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is next week. And I think Carter is going to finish that one. So that'll be a good episode. I think he probably, probably will hey! that one. It's going to be hard to stop that one without walk seeing out of it all the, the way to credits. 26 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> That's
That's sort of his new thing. They call him Carter 26. He just, he leaves. And he call him Carter, Carter no ending. Listen to me. Listen good. Listen well, my friends. We have what I like to call Patreon. And you can jump on board. Uh, and there's some really, really fun stuff over in that quadrant of the internet. We've got two tiers for you to sink your uh, sweet, sweet little chompers into. Uh, our first tier, uh, that's going to get you access to a bonus feed of bonus episodes that only you can listen to. It's also going to get you extra votes in any vote series That's going to be have. important for the hunkies coming, coming up. we got a couple vote series this, is, is this year. Do we not? Yeah, we do. So right. keep in mind, keep in mind, that's a big deal. Those have changed the mm-hmm. course of history many a time. Um, and then also, uh, we have a, a $5 tier right above that, which gets you access to $5. our Discord server where we've got uh, all kinds of channels. we got books. we got sports. we got video games. we got TV. We're talking about movies. We're playing box office ball with our Discord members. Um, Bob. All I'm going to say for me is if you're not there, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? I'm gonna make a confident a confident prediction. We're recording this as you hear it in the distant past. Our Discord's gonna be bigger than Twitter by the end of this year. Discord, well, that. But <laughs> I was gonna say by the time this episode <laughs> great, releases, that's a great bet. It's <laughs> 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 a pretty decent shot, actually. Yeah. Uh, Elon's been texting me trying to offer me some billions and billions of dollars for something that's functional. But he's texting you. Um, I know. <laughs> it's not funny anymore, but I was gonna say that by the time this episode releases, I'll be winning box office ball. But oh, oh that's crazier than my prediction. What? Doge, let me into our email. Huh? Let me in. Let, just let him in, dude. Open the Gmail app. Let I'm him Doge. in. I'm. I'm. I mean, you crazy boy. Are you a vampire? You must be invited. Yes, you must invite me in. The G in Gmail stands for garlic. Page. No. One thing, one last thing that we need you to do, but it's it might even better be better if it's the first thing that you do, is rate and review our podcast. Because what happens is, as you rate and review, there's this fun little algorithm that is way easier to understand than the IMDb algorithm, in which we start moving up the charts. I just wanted to read a few two chunks charts for you right now, where, where we're ranked in the world because of the sweet, sweet people that have rated and reviewed us both on Spotify, which I think that's the new, I think that's the newness, but Apple still has a control there. Can you do that again? What happened? I got booted out. Please. Let you in again? Let him in, dude. I don't have an option to let you in again. Go back to it. I'm I'm there. I'm refreshing Gmail. Honestly, just make it up. Just say somewhere that we're really popular. Nobody can check. Nobody will know. We are number 82 in Estonia. Mm. Mm. And number three. Well, you know what they used to do in, in the Middle Ages if they thought you were a witch? Estonia. 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 Estonia, Estonia. right to death. Estonia. Just rate and review, please. Just do it. If you don't rate and review, Why are you being so weird be about this? Bits, just do it. There'll be more bits like this that just die. <laughs> Save the bits. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin in two chunks asks you to say, save the bits. Save the, in save the, the bits. Angel, one of them had a funny joke. And they started to run with it. The technology in joke. The the now they're dead.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And we're back. Listen, uh, I want to have a discussion about the role that humor can play in a movie, specifically in genres that rely on some sort of tension. So I'm thinking like mystery, thriller, action, things where the tension is supposed to be rising. Um, What role does humor play in it? I think The Nice Guys is a perfect example of the bullseye of balance of this equation. But then you have things like there's a lot of Marvel movies where I think the humor kills the tension and makes you feel like maybe the stakes aren't real. And and Ragnarok. And then there's yeah, right. Love and Thunder. Ragnarok, Ragnarok less so than Love and Thunder for me. Um but still. But still. Um and then you have the game where there's not really anything funny and or fun. You know what I mean? So I guess I'm saying there's a spectrum yeah. of how much hum- humor you include. And that's not to say that thrillers with no humor are bad because you've got a billion examples of great thrillers that really aren't funny at all, that they're excellent. But there is sort of that sliding scale of how much do you include, what warrants it, and how do you make yeah. it work. <clears throat> so I'd love to just talk a little bit about like what works in The Nice Guys that doesn't work in some other mystery, action, thriller movies that try and do this same general thing. Um, the most so, the most memorable <clears throat> meals to me are good from the start. Okay. I think once something is introduced and like inoculated from the very beginning, um, at the, there's also some, so much about the pace, right? Because one of the things about the Marvel movies is it's just hitting hard like consistently to sure. where certain things are diluted a little bit once sure. you introduce some big yeah. drama and big stakes. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know. There's just the the understanding the vibe. I don't think you can just drop something in the middle. Mm. I think if we tried to do some kind of humor in the game, uh, unless it's through the vessel of like a new character, right? So, oh, here's a newness that's in here. Only they are the ones to carry on this kind of humor level. Yeah. But I think if you get it early, you start to recognize that. The moment that Ryan Gosling was breaking into... <laughs> yep. He had to go to the hospital. Yeah. Because he... 
because he cut his wrist trying to break down a window. I already know the character. I think I know yeah. exactly what he's about. Yep. And we just kind of kept it there. Yep. It's not too much. So is it is the thing that saves it when the movie feels like maybe it's actually a comedy first before it's something else? I think it's when it plays both equally as earnestly. Okay. Because I'm trying to think about like what, because I think that this plays the detective movie like just as earnestly as it plays the comedy. Okay. It doesn't feel like it's trying to be one thing first and another thing second. It's like we are equally a comedy plus a mystery movie. I think So maybe in like a Marvel, Marvel movie, it's trying to be an action superhero movie and it's trying to have its cake and eat it too with some of the humor sometimes? Sure, yeah. Like I think that there's been, uh, when one begins to like kind of exist at the expense of the other, Sure. Is when I feel like it, it, I mean, it's what you said earlier, it's balanced. It's when it feels unbalanced to me. When it's like, uh, like I think our big problem with Thor Love and Thunder was that the humor, like while funny, began to like kind of cannibalize the dramatic stakes of it. Sure. Uh, and so it, it, when it's funny at the expense of all else, because I think that The Nice Guys is not funny at the expense of all else. It is funny in such a way as it serves the story. They're it's reacting a, it's to a great detective movie. the same sort of detached sarcasm the whole yeah. movie. So it doesn't feel out of place when they crack a joke after something life-threatening because they've just kind of been responding yeah. to everything Or like when that. they're standing in the doorway and their entire, like it's like about a 30 second back and forth of like, it's not the same John Boy from the Waltons. Yeah. Probably. We think. We think. We think. We can't be sure. About 90% Could be sure. It's probably not yeah. though. Like that whole thing is like, that could go on. Like if that was in the middle of like prisoners or something, it would feel so out of yeah, place. It'd be like this scene sure. is taking forever. Uh, but the fact that that exists to inform our understanding of the characters and to serve the story mm. and exists as a cohesive part of the larger whole, I think is what keeps it from, from feeling wrong to so me. So can I, let me present this thought as it's kind of coming to me. It seems like maybe what we're saying without knowing we're saying it is that the, the, the best humor, maybe in every movie, comedy or otherwise. But the best humor is humor that feels like it exists within the universe you're watching and not humor Absolutely. that is designed to make you, the viewer, laugh, but it's not. Great job, yeah. It doesn't, it has to work in universe. So like yeah. a lot of times it and, feels like the Marvel jokes yank me out of, it's why I despise with everything in me. I, I, I'm I'm off my um, Last Jedi hate train. I get it. It's whatever. It's It's gone. <laughs> Yeah. When Luke Skywalker brushes the dust from his shoulders as though he has lived through the 2000s and seen people do yeah. that, I hate it. There's a lot of jokes. Actually, the humor in that movie is something I was about to bring up. Okay. There's a lot of jokes in that movie that exists outside the frame of the film. Star Wars has always been funny. Han Solo, uh, in with the trash compactor, right. when the stormtroopers radio down to him and he's like, we're fine here. Everything's all fine, good. How are you? And then he shoots it and he says, boring conversation anyway. That's, That's funny. funny. The Last Jedi, the thing that sticks out to me is the like opening shot of, it's like this huge like fanfare sounds like the Empire First Order like theme music. And then it's a close-up of a ship descending and then we cut out and it's an iron. And it's like a robot ironing the Imperial uniforms. Sure. That's a joke that exists outside the frame of the film. And so that's why that didn't super work for me. It's definitely funny. Yeah. Um, and like a movie like Spaceballs, that's what that movie is. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I think picking a style of humor and sticking to that is, is the helpful thing. Sure. Because I think it, there can be jokes 
outside the frame of the movie that are funny. Yeah, um, but I don't know that it's out. I don't know that what I'm saying is outside of the frame of the movie. I'm saying that every joke in the nice guys feels like something that Holland Marsh would say to Jackson and, and vice versa. Yes. Whereas, exactly. and that's why Guardians works, but so many that tried to copy Guardians doesn't. Because in Guardians of yeah. the Galaxy, Star-Lord is just kind of a weirdo who really did grow up listening to a Walkman. So he loves all those songs. That's his identity. And when those yep. things, a lot of the jokes in the first Guardians are cultural misunderstandings between Drax and Star-Lord or Rocket and Groot. Like, you have yeah. these different misunderstandings that make things really funny. And then that continues to work in those movies. But when they tried to take that same humor and bring it to some of the other Marvel movies. Like Age of Ultron. Right. Yeah. It just doesn't land because that's not that's not the landscape of that movie. And so I think what I'm saying yeah. is like humor is at its best. And it's it's there's nothing less funny than breaking down what's funny. But I just think humor— I don't know. Explaining jokes is hilarious. Humor is at its best when it lives in the universe you're watching. Natural. Unless it is intentional meta humor that is for viewer only. Yeah. Does that make sense at all? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure. It feels a lot like just thinking of your relationships that you have with people. Sure. There's certain environments that I'm going to take a certain kind of person to if I know them well enough, you know? And it's just like when things are out of place and it's not like this person can't be funny, but when they're trying to be funny like this other person is because everyone else is being funny, Mm -hmm. that's when things kind of start to stand out. The dynamic feels a little bit strange. So like what you're saying in the Marvel universe, uh, you know, uh, Peter Quill and Rocket and that crew always need to be that way. But just because it happens to be their environment, now the villain also has the same kind of humor. Right. It doesn't really yeah. make sense. Right. Like you're robbing a little bit of what could actually be their character because you just want it all to be the same color. Yeah. Like a house style. All the paint. Yeah. yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. It just, it, Nice Guys does this so well. I agree. It because does. Russell Crowe is funny and not. Yep. This character is yeah. not trying to be funny. They are jaded no. and. You know, even like, I don't think in that world, either of these guys are making other people in that world laugh. No. No. No, they don't even make each other laugh. Exactly. They're just, I don't know. Yep. So quirky. Yep. And it is consistent. I guess consistency is key too. It, the reason that, that's what made me want to talk about this for this movie specifically, because I think I'm realizing that this might balance. So it's, it's so funny, dude. All three of the movies I'm about to name are buddy cop movies, which is so weird. But the mm. movie that this most closely reminds me of is like 21 Jump Street and the other guys. Yeah. Like all three of those movies really set up their characters to be funny to us, but almost annoying to other people. Yeah. And the jokes. Now the other two are more like blatant comedies. So it's not a one-to-one comparison, but the jokes, the jokes land because other people are reacting to them or the conversation is just so out there and wild that you can't help but laugh at just the very premise of the scene itself. Yeah. Um, man, I can't help but feel really pretentious having this conversation. I just, it, 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 it is so interesting <laughs> to me why sometimes yeah. this lands and sometimes this doesn't and to watch it land so expertly in a movie like this is really fun, like a real treat. It feels like a really, really masterful needle thread for sure to watch the other guys yeah. where it's like you didn't like the nice just, guys you mean that wasn't even hard for you yeah yeah what did i say the mm-hmm. other guys oh the nice guys 
I think a good measurement, like to test the hypothesis, especially if we're trying to say that the truth is that it has a lot to do with what is attached to character qualities, right? It's like as long as, as wherever we put this person, that still keeps it funny if they're true to their self. Before I go too much further, that's kind of what we're saying to an extent. Yeah, I think like, so. Yeah. And the Departed is not a comedy. Right. But the interactions between Alec Baldwin and anybody. 100%. And Mark yeah. Wahlberg and anybody is really funny. 100%. But it's yeah. not inappropriate. That is because a, that's right. perfect that character. Because that's them. And we knew it from the jump. That, that's who they are. Dude, look at, look at… That's what it feels like. Um… Not to not to just stay on the Matt Damon train, but look at Goodwill Hunting. Robin Williams is hysterical in that movie during his stories, during his interactions. Yeah. Uh, ben Affleck and Casey Affleck are really funny together, but you're never like Casey Affleck kills. He's, me he's funny movie. in that movie, but you're never like, how does he know that reference? How does he know that joke? That's not the kind of kid that would know that reference or joke. Because the yeah, funny what's your favorite comedy, Goodwill Hunting. The funny is in the interactions. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think that's. Yeah, I think I'm realizing Dude. that that's something that's bothered me plenty of times about movies. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah. That's like what it is in yes. a way too. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Hamlet is a tragedy. <laughs> it is so sad. But you get an aside every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yep. so… That's good. Yep. I, 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 well, we solved it. Speaking of we solved Shakespearean… This resolved. Like, that's, that is the humor in succession. When succession's funny, it's not funny because somebody to- told a joke… It's funny because you're laughing at how ridiculous some of these people are. But it's set up so perfectly. Um, also, real quick, Russell Crowe, is he uh, Australian? Yeah. New Zealand. New Zealand? New Zealander. Sorry. Man, what an incredible yeah. American accent he has. I just don't think That's about it very good. much. But like, there's not a trace of New Zealand in this movie. Great job, Russie. He says Bean a lot. He? Instead of Ben. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I hate him now. He did horrible. Russell Crowe's terrible. He did horrible. The easy, the words to watch out for if you see somebody doing an American accent is Ben, like B-E-E-N, Bean, they say Bean, and anything. The US, we're the only people that say the Y. We're the only people that say anything. Most everybody else is anything. And so anybody doing an American accent who is not from the US usually ends up saying anything. I also usually look out for like bugger and bollocks. (laughs) Well, yeah, chill, dude. Yeah, when he, it's whenever, pod. whenever Blueface was dying, and Russell, Russell Crowe was like, "You what, mate? You what?" That really threw me. Out. Oh, that really took me what, out of it. Mate. What, mate? You what, so mate? What was that, mate? You, you what, what, mate? It's time to rate this movie. Yeah, using the scientific cinema scale, which is of course perfect, and as follows: the best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy, buy that, that poster. poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it and last but certainly least the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I buy it. I need to go first. Carter, stop. No, stop. This is irresponsible. Carter, stop. What I've seen is I buy. I buy what I've seen so far. I can tell you as a semi-professional movie podcast host that the first one hour and 49 minutes… Of the nice of the nice guys is a buy. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> what if it beefs it? What if it that the Just there's trips. like some really controversial messaging you disagree with? What if the theme of the much. movie? I know it. Didn't the theme of the movie is that all college professors suck. It should well, be hurtled off. Join, the cliff. join the club. Nice, nice guys. I'm going to um, 
Man, I've so I've almost talked myself into this rating post watching this movie. I think I'm buying the poster for the nice guys. Wow, I disagree. Um, <laughs> it is just my movie. Like it's exactly what I want to watch, and I I could go press play again right now. I had no idea that I'd be purchasing this poster when I pushed play last night. But by the time the credits rolled, uh, with 26 minutes left to go in the movie for some reason, I knew I was going to buy the poster. (laughs) It's a shock to me. Like, I love this movie. I'm surprised how much I love this movie, but I love this movie. It's really great. It's interesting on how much, like, clout, like, socially can influence going into a movie. Mm. Uh, there's not a ton of people talking about how good the nice guys are. So th- I think that's what makes it surprising. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why is nobody talking about this? Sure. It just disappeared. Uh, Carter, text us when you finished. Um, I yeah, really want to know what you think of the ending. I think it's great. Uh, don't forget, next week we have uh, Quantum Mania. And then after hang, Quantum Hang on. Something's been bugging me. Well, I'm in the middle of a This thing. whole episode. Quantum Mania. And then after that, we have a brand new series. Hot, fresh, and ready for you. And we'll tell you about that. Do you get what I'm saying, Carter? Do you notice what I'm talking about? Now, to end today's hang episode. On, don't let him end it. To end Carter, don't episode, let him end it. Uh, I'd like for everybody to say our name. And, uh, and then when we say our name, that's who we are. No, that seems, we say, for this seems episode, weird. I actually. That's who you are. That's the power of who you are. That's who you be. You know how after you eat popcorn, uh, you might eat popcorn when you go to the movie, and and sometimes you might eat it, and there's a kernel in the bottom, and you bite down on the kernel, and then it's like a a pebble, like a pebble, like a pebble. I agree. You get a piece of it. You get a piece of it, maybe stuck in your teeth, and it it sticks there, and irritates you and you get your tongue and you turn it over and over and you you can't dislodge it no matter how hard you push and then suddenly it breaks free and you are able at that moment to see this thing lodged in your mouth I don't know if you guys hear a weird sound coming from the microphone but it's it's not me it's just the TV on in the background and we can end the episode and say our name and everybody believes what really bothers me. Something, something I noticed when I was walking. Um, you guys are being weird to finish this episode. I think we should just be done. I think we should all say our names. And we, when we say our names, I, I think we all shake hands and agree that the name you say is who you are. Hey, Jordan. Jordan? Yes. What's my first name? My, my guy... We've been. How long have we been friends? Quite a while, my guy. How are you going to ask me something like this? It's a weird thing for you to ask. Jordan, I don't understand what's. Hey, what's his first name? name? I need you to say his first name. Know it. Yeah. Hey, what's my first name? No, I'm going to do it right now. No, say anybody's first name. Say either of our first names. I, for me, know for a fact that your first name, you guy. Um, your first name is, of course, Craterzoid. And what? I do believe, as far as I know, that your first name is... Craterzoid? Is it Grangles? Grangles? I really don't think Interesting. it's Grangles for most of the time. Jordan, is there somebody else in the room with you? Oh. 
seem to hear just some voices. My hostage friend, just the TV. Hostage. No. Hostage. No. Interesting. No. Nobody even said that. You know, he did start being weird about two weeks, <laughs> about two episodes ago. That's not the real Jordan. I'm the real Jordan. You guys have to shoot him. I can't Whoa. shoot through Don't, Why would you shoot me? I'm the real Jordan. You're the weird one right now being weird about stuff. What are we going to do about this? It's two two Jordans in the chunk. Hey, um, uh, uh, real Jordan, or both Jordans. I've got a question for both of you. We both say yes at the same time. Which of you, or both of you, who would like to play extra credit? Oh, I love extra credit. You know I don't want to play. Doge, it's him. It's him. It's That's the, the real that Jordan. That's credit. the real Jordan. That's the one. I killed him. <laughs> Do me a favor. Pull that Jordan mask off of him. <laughs> oh my god! It was Mr. E the whole time. You can tell because his face looks like television static. <laughs> I knew he's and he's dead also, and his body's here. And there's a trail of staticky footprints running out my door. Curious. He got away this time. It may appear that I have been foiled once again by two chunks and a hunk. But the real mystery was me, Mr.